With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. Dr. Levine is a doctor of internal medicine and is ready to take your calls at 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. You can listen to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on the air, online at klvi.com, or on your phone with the free iHeartRadio app. Now, here's Dr. Levine. Hey, welcome, Internet Radio Internet radio listeners, Southeast Texas, good morning, Dr. Levine. Another edition of the Dr. Levine Medical Hour uh, coming to you live from the studios of KLVI here in Beaumont, Texas. Hopefully you're having a wonderful morning. It is wonderful weather, and I'm here to answer questions for the hour between 8 and 9, as always. So if you have any questions, 896-KLVI or 1-800-330-KLVI. The lines are wide, wide open. Several months ago, we uh, introduced another wrinkle to the show whereby my lovely wife and office manager of Golden Triangle Internal Medicine and geriatrics would come in and periodically discuss some kind of non-medical office policy office procedure sort of issues that come up that we thought also needed to kind of be explained. Every office operates differently, but it just seems like the medical industry has a lot of confusion, not just the medicine part, but just as I say, paperwork part of medicine. As you know, the healthcare industry is becoming more and more regulated. And have more and more rules, and it just becomes more and more complicated every single day. And so you need the person behind the um, curtain to kind of help you figure that out just to deliver health care. So she would like or is here today, good morning. Good morning. To <clears throat> talk about, I think, open enrollment. Open is that enrollment. what you wanted to talk about? Yeah. that's Open enrollment. <clears throat> Could you explain what open enrollment means? Sure. So open enrollment is between October and December. It's normally for um, Medicare or Medicare HMO plans. And you have the option to change. You either have the option to sign up for Medicare for the first time, or you have the option to uh, choose one of their HMO plans. And there's numerous ones out there. There's tons. And they usually start advertising on TV and Uh, doing little things around town, um, like little health fairs and stuff like that to get the word out as to what they offer or don't offer. So it can be really tricky. They will tell you a lot of things. But the main important thing that I think the listeners need to know is to make sure that your primary care physician is listed as a provider because not all physicians take all plans. Um, we normally don't find out as an office if the patient has changed their policy until, until January rolls around. 
The patient will come in to see Dr. Levine, will run their benefits to see what they are, and oops, they've changed their plan, and Dr. Levine's not listed as the PCP. So what that means is we can't see the patient until they unenroll, get out of the program, or choose another plan. And sometimes insurance companies won't allow you to do that. So you have to just be real careful. So we're going to hold on that thought one second. We have one call this morning. Paul from Lake Charles, what's up, buddy? Hey, doctor. How are you this morning? All right. What's going on? Well, i got a question about blood pressure medication. I'm presently taking an ACE inhibitor, a beta blocker, and a calcium channel, whatever you call it, calcium channel something. Anyway, uh, a friend of mine who's very avid home remedy type person, she's made a study, and she says you can replace that beta blocker with magnesium, 400 milligrams of magnesium, and I have not talked to my personal doctor. I didn't want to look like a dummy if I called him, so I'm going to ask you first before I approach him what your opinion is of using magnesium in place of a beta blocker. Well, in terms of standard of care, that does not fit the standard of care. Physicians like myself do not endorse the replacement of magnesium tablets for standard blood pressure medication. There are some belief out there, non-medical or medical otherwise, that sometimes these sorts of uh, supplements, nutraceuticals, can take the place for standard medication. And unfortunately, when it comes to those sorts of nutraceuticals or supplements, the studies are just not there in our opinion. And we cannot fully endorse something on, on, on like that. Now, you're your own person. If, if it's something you want to try, then obviously no one can get in your way. It is your body. It is your decision at the end of the day. And that's something that you can try. Would I endorse that? Absolutely not. Just because of what the guidelines that I read that come from experts on high blood pressure who spend their careers studying specifically high blood pressure, how to treat it, what causes it, etc., have never endorsed these magnesium supplements to replace things like calcium channel blockers, beta blockers, ACE inhibitors, diuretics, etc. If they do that, then fine. But if at this current time, I cannot endorse that. Um, obviously, don't forget about your lifestyle, diet, exercise, eating the right things. And I guess one argument is that if you are eating the right foods, then you're going to get magnesium in your diet, right? And <laughs> Right. And so you don't necessarily have to go out and buy a manufactured, man-made magnesium tablet when if you just eat the right foods, as we endorse vegetables, fruit, whole grains, lean meat, nuts, and seeds, the magnesium is going to be in that food, and you basically will get that supplementation just by eating the right foods, as well as doing the other things, like I said, exercising, don't smoke, limit your alcohol, all those wonderful things. So at this point, I can't endorse that. Okay, well, the, I got on the web before I called you, and yeah. it said magnesium will facilitate the uh, use of the body as far as making calcium better in the bones. If you have osteoporosis, 
I guess it's like a catalyst. A magnesium helps to get the calcium into the bones, but they didn't say anything about blood, uh, blood pressure reduction. Now, the combination, my doctor put me on all three of those, and it, it was very, uh, uh, this was WebMD, and it was very uh, complimentary or suggested the combination of those things. My only complaint with this friend I was talking to, I said, I feel tired, you know, I just like I get home from work and I have to take a little nap. And she said, well, it's that beta blocker that's making you tired. It's the, you know, and like I say, I respect her, but I didn't want to do it without talking uh, with you and uh, eventually my family doctor. But you've answered my question. It's not something, first of all, I don't want to change the three combo. What, what's your opinion of using those three uh, combinations? reducing blood pressure. Well, I mean, your friend is right. It could be the beta blocker that's causing you to feel fatigued. You could be over-medicated. Yeah, that's right. No question. And that's something that you need to address with your healthcare professional. Oh, I but, could ask him to adjust the uh, dosage, maybe, or something like that. See what he said. Yeah, that's correct. And fatigue is a, a, a complaint that we hear about often. It has a lot of a lot of different possibilities. So blood pressure medicine obviously could be one of the causes of that, but you need kind of a proper evaluation to figure that out. And don't certainly step too soon to adjust your meds. But the combination, yes, that is a very common combination: beta blocker, ACE inhibitor, and calcium channel blocker. Very common combination to help treat blood pressure in this country. There are several different beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, and ACE inhibitors. So you might get a lot of different names and combinations, but collectively, at the end of the day, it's kind of the same. Um, in terms of what you're, you're using, every physician uses a certain medicine. They get familiar with it. They like it. It works for them, and so they continue to use it. But the next guy across the street he may have a different comfort level with a different calcium channel blocker, beta blocker. Everybody's right. But yeah. we never know at the end of the day how it's ultimately going to affect a patient. So if you start having negative side effects, then obviously you have to get back with them because there's a lot of different ways we can adjust the medication. And well, my, uh, Excuse me. My wife, who is uh, 57 years uh, marriage now, says it's the fact that you're 80 years old. That's why you get tired of that. Well, I... I <laughs> that's, that's, that's possible, um, Paul, but unfortunately in this country, I think we relate aging to so many different physical symptoms that we, a lot of times, will overlook an actual medical problem that we can fix and reverse and make you feel better. So it's always prudent to... Go in and get checked out to see if there is something. Now, at the end of the day, yeah, it might be age-related and might not be a <clears throat> whole lot you can do about it, but you at least deserve an evaluation. Um, cancer is always lurking around the corner, and believe it or not, fatigue is a common symptom of cancer, but low testosterone has been very popular in the uh, medical community past few years for guys, so that's something to look into. Lack of sleep, again, these medication side effects, 
anemia, thyroid disorders. I mean, there's several different things to consider when it comes to fatigue, and but blood pressure medicine is a possibility. Well, I certainly do appreciate it. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Yes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sir, appreciate I will, it. I will talk to my family physician before I do anything. I just... And he's like you. He's very practical and, you know, not to go off the deep end. Oh, no, you can't say it. No, no, no. You know, he'll say, well, you know, you might take it, but it's not really going to. You don't want to stop the bananas thrill if, you, if you're uh, going to take it, you know. That's right. Funny. Yeah, it's all about yeah. balance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thank you very much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You as well. Yes, sir. All right. We appreciate uh, Paul's uh, comments. And uh, it does uh, bring up a lot of different uh, topics that uh, come up in healthcare all the time with blood pressure medicine, side effects, et cetera. Um, and now holding that thought, we were previously talking about open enrollment. And uh, Charlotte, my wife, wanted to make sure that <clears throat> you were familiar with that and understood the sometimes the complexities of choosing the right plan and uh, just trying to endorse that you have to be a little smart and dig a little bit. I guess that's what you were saying. Is that correct? Just to understand kind of what you are uh, getting into. And instead of just choosing very rapidly, just make sure you understand for, for one thing that your primary care physician, if you like them or you want to continue to see them, that they're part of the plan. Is this is something that they can ask prior to signing up, or how does how does that whole process? Do you know how it works specifically, or do they go to a website and sign up for it? Do they fill out some paperwork? <laughs> how does that whole process work? For the most part, they start advertising on TV. They'll have an 800 number that you can call. You can speak to an agent. You have all these questions. Um, you know, how much does it pay? What do I pay? What are the medications that are the, they're going to cover? So there's, there's multiple layers to it, but the main thing that you want to make sure is that your primary care physician is listed as, as one of the providers on the plan or one of the subspecialists that you see because not everybody takes every single plan. And some of the, especially the HMOs, um, there's two or three that we don't take in our office. And the patients may call that number when it advertises. They may not know that you're not on that plan. They sign up for that plan and then come in to see us, as I was talking about. And unfortunately, we can't see them if the primary care physician is not listed. Um, the only way you can usually get out of those plans is if the, pl if the insurance company kind of misinterpreted some things to you. One of them, you not being aware that your primary care physician wasn't listed on that plan. So you just, the main question I would ask if I was in that situation is, this is my prim primary care physician, is he or she listed on the policy? Because they're all really competitive as far as what they pay, how much they pay, what the portion the patient has to pay. So it's all kind of competitive, all the same kind of. 
And so if they do unfortunately choose a plan that their primary care physician is not on, they can opt out, for lack of a better term, within a year or something like that? No, it's a couple of months. I mean, the patients are going to know if it's a plan that they want to stick with, usually the first month that they're on it. Mm -hmm. You just can't opt out. There's a time that you have to opt out. What is, the, what is it, two months? You say Probably two, two months? or three months. So what do they do? They call this number back and say, well, my PCP is not a part of that, so I would like to opt out and choose a different plan and, again, go through the same process of making sure that their PCP is a part of that plan. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I think opting out is pretty simple. They just call and say, hey, I signed up on this plan sometime October between December. I went to see my primary care physician. I couldn't see he or she because they they're not – a primary care on this plan I, I want to opt out and normally what you'll do is you'll either I mean they'll opt you out and send you back to regular Medicare until you make another decision but okay now I, I know that with the complexities of health care delivery here in this country other possibilities include hospitals right like sometimes I don't know if it's in this area but I read about this in medical journals that uh, certainly in bigger markets where there might be multiple hospitals or multiple healthcare facilities, multiple offices. Uh, let's say your, uh, your subspecialist is in this office and your primary care physician is in another office and then the hospital is somewhere else. Um, the insurance plan that you choose might not cover each and every location. They might cover the subspecialist, but they don't cover the PCP or they might cover both the PCP and the subspecialist, but not the hospital that they go to. Is that correct? And is how does this, is that a problem locally, or is that something you need to consider? Is it just the the primary care physician subspecialist? Is that really the only issues that they need to worry about? Do no, they need I to mean, worry about the hospital? I think in this area. I mean, I don't think it matters what area you live in. I mean, I think subspecialists are over here, PCPs are over there. There's you know a couple of hospitals around. I think for the most part, a lot of insurances, a lot of hospitals cover or take all insurances. I don't think that there's no plans that the hospital doesn't take. It's just that the physicians that go to that hospital may not be credentialed with those plans. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a credentialing process. Can you kind of go through that? I don't think most patients are aware of that whole process and what the doctors and healthcare providers healthcare providers have to do. They call it <laughs> credentialing. What, what does that mean? <laughs> It's a lengthy process. Um, that is when a doctor is not on a plan or and, and wants to be part of that plan, wants to start taking that insurance, you know, I guess offering it to his patients. And so you go through a lengthy process. You submit paperwork. Um, you fill out paperwork. It takes about three months or so for them to approve you. So basically it's just a lot of paperwork, and then you sit and wait. And you get answers back if they want to add you to the plan or not. Most insurances will add you to the plan. They're very happy to have more physicians take their insurance, take their plan, provide it to the community, provide it to members. So it's never been a problem so far. For the most part, physicians are the ones who will opt out of plans once they, because the reimbursement's not what they thought it was, or there's limitations to how they can see the patients. You know, you have to submit referrals for everything. To, to a different company, to, to the insurance company. The insurance company then comes back and says, no, we're not going to pay for that. needs to go to peer review. So when you have all those layers of, of problems and you can't really take care of your patient. Obstacles. Yeah, then 
<laughs> it's really hard to stay in that plan because it's difficult to do what's right and what's best for your patient. Well, some plans are more cumbersome to maneuver through and get stuff done. Some are faster, easier, more direct. And again, that's just some of the complexities of the healthcare industry. Obviously, we don't really see it slowing down. It's only going to get a little bit more complicated um, with just the paperwork trail that's produced. Has has have computers helped out any in that whole process with credentialing or even ordering tests, just communicating with the healthcare insurance? Have computers helped out any? I don't think so, to be honest, mm. because behind that computer is a human being yeah. that's having to submit yeah. all of that. So, okay. you know. All right. Well, if you have any questions for Charlotte, uh, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. We're going to go on our first break. I'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. And welcome back to the Dr. Levine Medical Hour. This is your host, Dr. Levine, and with my lovely wife, Charlotte Levine, this morning, talking about open enrollment and high blood pressure, fatigue, side effects. If you have any questions, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. Wilma, what's up? Wilma? I'm here. What? Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? Oh, I just wanted to know, amen, Doc. Oh, why am I taking the chromosomes instead of the Lasartor? Why, why two? I think I asked you, but I forgot, sir. I'm sorry. Why are you taking which one? Both, you know, Lasartors and Chlorodome, something of that done. Oh, Chlorothaladone? Yes, why am I taking two? Well, yeah, no, some, some people need two. Some oh, people right. need three, four, <laughs> five. It's just, oh, wow. Yeah, every, everybody's a little different when it comes to blood yeah. pressure, and I would say the average number is three. Mm-hmm. Well, two, thank you for those two then and telling me that. And also, Ms. Charlotte, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? All right. I wanted to know, oh, Ms. O'Charlotte, also, dear heart, oh, Ms. Levine, why do copay? Now, I've never had to pay no more than a dollar or two. What, what is that all about, the copay? Well, I'm not quite sure what insurance. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Medicaid and Medicare. And sometimes I get my medicine there and say that's $2 or a dollar copay. Well, I don't know about medications and how much it costs oh. you at the pharmacy, but you shouldn't have to pay anything at Dr. Levine's office. Do you ever pay mm-hmm. anything at our office? No. Uh, well, when I got on that other, you know, American or something, and I had to pay 30 dollars, but I got off of it. Yeah. Amen. But anyway, oh, when I go with Medicaid and Medicare, Sometimes, and when I get my medicine, they'll say, at old Walgreens, they'll say, copay, oh, $2 or a dollar or something of that nature. I thought maybe you knew something of that. Yeah, so anytime you're on Medicare and Medicaid, traditional Medicaid is your secondary, you should never have to pay anything no matter where you go, hospitals, oh, wow. doctor's offices, and things like that. Well, have you ever heard of copay, you know? Um, when it comes to medications, because we're not a pharmacy, sometimes uh-huh. I think they do, like Medicaid only pays for three and then Medicare only pays for a percentage, and so there will be a little bit of a difference. But yes. if you're paying 2 or $3 for some medications, that's awesome. 
Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all they do. You know, tell me, you know, copay. Amen. Well, I know you're right naked. We love you all. Y'all doing a good <laughs> job. Keep the good works up, uh, Doc and uh, Levine and Sister Levine. Y'all Thank be safe and God bless. Thank you, ma'am. Have appreciate a good weekend. That. All right. We appreciate woman's comments. Carol from Beaumont. What's up? Good morning, Dr. Levine. Uh, I was calling. I had cataract surgery done some years ago, and um, I am experiencing seeing different colors. Yellow, orange, green, um, blue, pink. And I'm wondering what could these problems be? Uh Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That I am experiencing uh, of this nature. Sometimes during the day, I can just see all green. And then it turns to yellow. And if I walk in a room with a light on, it looks a bright orange. Well, I, if how long ago did you have cataract surgery? Uh, about maybe 15, about 12 or 13 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time. Unfortunately, I would recommend you go to the eye doctor, get an updated examination so that they can look into your eyeball and see if there's uh, any anatomical cause of these color experiences that you're having. Obviously, the, the eyeball processes, what we see as well as the brain, they work in combination. So if you're having any problems with your vision, you have to check your eyeball itself as then check your brain uh, because that's potentially where the problem might be in terms of why you're seeing these or I should say why you're experiencing these visual uh, effects in terms of color so the ophthalmologist those are eye surgeons can do an extensive evaluation and then your healthcare professional obviously can do an evaluation we primarily do an MRI of the brain we would check some blood work, look at your medication list, see if anything pops out in terms of what's causing that. But those two things I probably would prioritize is a updated eye examination and a MRI of your brain to look at the areas in terms of where the visual information is processed. Do you have any eye pain or loss of vision? Uh uh, yes, sir. Um, in the left eye, where I had the implant, every once in a while I have pain there, and then I'm seeing like white circle lights uh, circling the eye. Then it reverse, and then the left, the right eye, do the same thing. But that had been going on since the time I had the surgery, and um, I did uh, re- reported to my doctor at that time. But I have consistently uh, have those problems. Uh, as for the visual, I had some vision, um, say about pretty much two months ago, and it, I'm in a reverse state where my vision is kind of pretty much not there now. Mm, okay. So, yeah, so I would probably get back with the eye doctor and let them follow you closely to try and figure out what's going on with your eye. Obviously, you're still having some issues with the eyeball. 
and uh-huh. uh, they can uh, use their equipment to look inside, do further testing to see what is going on. You know, obviously the eye can have a lot of diseases other than cataracts, like you know, glaucoma is another one. But there's all sorts of eye diseases um, that attack the inside part of the eyeball that disturb our visual field, our perception of our visual field, and can produce a lot of visual uh, symptoms. Color changes would be one, blurry vision, loss of vision, um, that sort of thing. So I think that's the best thing for you to do ASAP is to go get a good eye exam. Okay. I, I thank you so much for your call. Yes, yes, ma'am. Appreciate it. Go, call us back. Let us know how things turned out, okay? Yes, sir, I will. Thank you so kindly. All right. We'll appreciate uh, her phone call. We're going to take our second break, and we'll be back in two minutes. Don't go anywhere, Dr. Levine. You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. You all right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having to pull myself together over here. You need a doctor. (laughs) I got one. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, Dr. Levine with Charlotte here in the studio today, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. We're talking about uh, open enrollment and credentialing, which, again, is uh, kind of a lengthy process where insurances, I I guess, kind of check a physician out, make sure they're up to date with all of their documentation and that they're they're legitimate and they're not making anything up. And uh, it can be kind of a lengthy process, but just mainly paperwork issues. But open enrollment, obviously, you have to be smart about what you're doing and choose wisely. But if not, you can opt out within, you can opt out anytime. I don't think you can opt out anytime. I think there's a period there that you can opt out. It's always the first uh, it's two like or three f- months of starting an insurance? Yeah. Okay, and- what if it's six months? You're like, ah, I, I want to change. What happens then? I don't know. I'll have to find out. Okay. So I, I, I guess talking to patients, it seems like they have to just kind of wait to the end of the year for the new open enrollment season yeah. to start. Yeah. And they just kind of have to tough it out and, until that – that place now. Can they? Let's say uh, they find out. Okay, my primary care physician is not part of this plan. Can they pay cash, well, any, or credit card, or whatever? Well, any patient can pay cash for anything. They just have to sign a waiver stating that yes, I know I have this insurance, but I'm not going to use it, and Dr. Levine's office is not going to file it, and blah blah blah. And then they they can pay us cash. So you they have to sign it at the time that they show up. Not at the, I that mean, day. The day that they don't want us to use their insurance, they have to sign it just to protect everybody. You know? Oh, okay, okay. Because gotcha. if they have insurance, we should really file their insurance, right? Uh huh. But I thought you said that was some regulation that said that we're unable to do that. If, if they have insurance, you can't really charge them cash or something like that. Well, no? it, it, well, okay. You're making it so complicated, baby. It is. So, <clears throat> if that's a pay- why you're there. I know. I'm not retired. I'm just a doctor. (laughs) So, okay, so let's start over so it's not complicated. So if a patient walks into our office and says, hey, Miss Levine, I don't want to file my insurance today because of X, Y, and Z, 
you know, they could have been in an automobile accident. They may not want their insurance company to know what's going on with them. There's a number of things. And there's a piece of paper that we will pull out and say, okay, you have to sign this stating that, yes, everybody's aware that you have insurance, but you're opting for us not to file it today. Mm-hmm. They sign it, and then we – that we, doesn't happen that often, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and normally when it does happen, it's because the insurance has limited plans. Some insurances will only pay for three office visits a year, and that's it. And so they may need to come four or five times a year. Yeah, wow. So is that something that you can ask before you sign up? How many office visits do you pay a year? I think before anybody signs up for anything, they should sit down and evaluate where they are. Do you have like a top five list of questions that they should ask the insurance company? Do you have a top five list? Yeah, the the number one is how much am I going to have to pay? What's my copay? What's my part? Is my primary care physician or my subspecialist, I'm like dermatologist, Two. whatever, yeah. are they listed? Because and it's, it's not you don't want to know if every doctor in Beaumont, Texas is listed, but you want to know the if, main you, if ones, your doctors, the, main the doctors players. that you are, it's not even the main players because mm-hmm. you may not be seeing one of the main players. But mm-hmm. So you need to know if your doctors that you see are on that plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and if not, you could always call the office and say, look, I'm – I miss so-and-so, and and you're one of my doctors, but my new insurance, you're not on it. Would you be willing to get yourself credentialed to be Hmm. on it? Okay. That's cool. Any other questions? Top five? You had two. Is my primary care physician listed? Are my other physicians listed? What is my copay? What is my deductible? What is my Mm out-of-pocket? Because you're responsible for all of those. And then we have talked about copay, deductible, and out-of-pocket and before. Co-insurance. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, several times. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Several. I don't remember several. Okay, four. And they're all kind of complicated terms, aren't they? Copay is what you pay at the time you show up, right? Well, a copay is, let's just say it's $20 every time you see a doctor. Right, every time. Every time you see the doctor. Now, it's more expensive for a subspecialist. The copay is A little bit higher. more. It just depends. Right. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Okay. Ten or, ten or twenty dollars more. Okay. Deductible is that has to do with paying for tests. Is that correct? Not always. Uh huh. Plans are different, so you may not have a copay. You may pay out of your pocket until your deductible's met. Let's just say you have a five hundred dollar deductible. So every time you go to the doctor, it might be a hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. You pay that if you don't have a copay and a deductible. Mm-hmm. And then when you've met your deductible, then your copay kicks in. Mm-hmm. So okay. that makes it a little tough for people. It, it's really hard. So it for seems p- like f- for me, I would want to know what my deductible was first. No, because that kind it's of backwards. Dic- okay, but it seems like the deductible kind of dictates what my copay will be when I first show up. Because that copay might be two hundred dollars when I first show up until the deductible is all sucked up. Is that right? Well, not only the deductible, but the out of pocket. When all those are met, you pay nothing. And normally that happens at the end of the year because it takes a while to meet all those those numbers. Mm-hmm. So in, in order of importance, what do we have? Copay, out-of-pocket, deductible. What do we have? Copay, deductible, out-of-pocket. Okay. Because out-of-pocket. Or coinsurance. Oh, my God. I know because some, some <laughs> patients don't have – they have a coinsurance. So they pay – so at the end of the visit, everything we've done in the office will add it up for them based on what their insurance policy reimburses the doctor. I'm just sick. I just need to see a doctor. <laughs> right? 
right. Well, I mean, normally that's why. Normally <laughs> right. that's why physicians like, I just want have to see a doctor. Staff. I don't know about all this copay stuff. I'm just sick. My throat is hurting. My blood pressure is high. I need to. I need to see a doctor, right? <laughs> well, unfortunately. Now this is information that they all can get. On the, they can talk to someone mm-hmm. as well as go to a website and look that information up. I think everybody should get educated on it because we have a lot of patients that come in that have no clue what we're trying to explain to them. And it's difficult because it's almost like teaching someone how to speak a foreign language. <clears throat> and it can be hard, as, as we have seen at our office. And again, we don't know what happens at other offices. but And this is why Charlotte is here, just because, um, you know, we're just... We're just trying to deliver health care, and we have rules to follow from the insurance companies. And um, because of the complexity and confusion to the average consumer, uh, when they come to the office, again, just to, hey, I just want to see a doctor, now they have to discuss all of these insurance terms with the office staff. It can get confusing and emotional, as we've seen multiple times, which is why she's here, so it can kind of help explain that that we have to follow rules as well. It's complicated for us. It's confusing for us. And we have to work every day to try and simplify it and make it work. But I think the times that you've been on here, I think what you keep saying to everyone listening is you have to do your homework. Just like with me, I'm like, you got to do your homework with your health. you got to eat right. you got to exercise. you got to take your meds. Charlotte is saying you need to know what's going on with your insurance plan so that when you walk up to your physician's office and start interacting with the staff, you kind of know what your insurance plan covers and what it does and how it operates because it's all different. Every year it's different, right? They're always kind of tweaking it a little bit. And so so you need to kind of keep up with your insurance plan so that you know why certain things are happening. And obviously, if you're not sure about something, you'll be a little bit more solid about how to react, what to say, who to call, all these different things. Is, yeah. is that correct? Because sometimes that can be cumbersome when, just like I said, hey, I just need to get in and see the doc, get some antibiotics, and I got to go to work. Well, wait a minute. Your copay, deductible, out of pocket. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is all it, that? It does get like that. Is there trust an me. app that. Well, in- I'm, I'm sure, like, whatever insurance company that they have, I'm sure there's an app that they can go to. And does Medicare have an app? I don't think so. They have a website. They don't have an app yet. Mm-mm. Okay, but like a Blue Cross Blue Shield United, Edna might have an app that I you think can they go all to. Have apps, yeah. Commonly asked questions, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. Um, again, just very handy, needy. And by the way, I wanted to mention one of the, uh, a patient of ours came to the office. Uh, they had um, I don't even they came for a separate issue, but uh, we were checking their blood pressure, and he's like, "Hey, um, I got this app." that on my phone that that can check my blood pressure so he kind of demonstrated in the office and it was really very very close to the machine that we use and so i I guess i kind of wanted to endorse hey downloading some of these uh blood pressure vital signs apps well it can check your oxygen your heart rate and your blood pressure i downloaded it on my phone it's pretty cool yeah what do you remember the name of it i i I don't i can run and get my phone no it's okay i mean they're kind of all the same the technology is probably all the same uh, they, they use your the uh, camera. You have to so you hold one finger over the camera, right? And one finger on this little red circle. Okay, on the face. On the face of the yeah. And then it takes about thirty seconds or so, and it read my O2 sat, so my oxygen level, um, my pulse. It even gave me a rhythm of what my heart rate was, right? Which was kind of cool. 
Yeah, so I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure I've heard of those, but when it was demonstrated to me, it looked really neat and handy. And so, if you are listening and you have a smartphone, I would obviously recommend endorse. It's free. It didn't cost. Anything. Most of these are free. Yeah, some may cost a dollar fifty, two dollars. Again, we don't know which one is better. Get the free okay. one and save that for your copay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't know which one is better, but obviously download that because it's just a convenient way. And then obviously the phone tracks it and graphs it. Yeah. And you can probably send it all over the place. And it's just a really a neat way to keep up with your, your blood pressure, which, again, is one of the uh, part of the um, know your numbers. I don't say that much anymore. Um, everybody knows. Know your numbers. <laughs> we need to put that on now. Maybe put it on the side of the car. (laughs) (laughs) On the back. That's our that's our new slogan. Um, No, our slogan now is let's create a healthier. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe we'll change that a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. But back to the insurance uh, situation. Very complicated, and it's just something that uh, my wife is saying. Hey, just let's increase the awareness out there. Know what's going on. But again, if you make some mistakes, you can reverse back up. And go back to to what you were doing, and um, and correct that, and just be sure that you understand what's uh, going on with your uh, healthcare. I'm going to take our last break, and I'll come back for our last segment. Don't go anywhere. So we're coming to the show. Hour goes by so so rapidly. So, um, but anyway, last segment. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help uh, you? <laughs> okay, I want to know about the. Uh, I I was on just just playing Medicare, and uh, two years ago I decided to switch over, and they promised me my primary care was on there. I told them that was the only reason I was switching over to their plan. Uh, I found out, of course, in, in January that he was not on the plan. He'd quit the year before. I've been trying for two years to get off the plan. I mailed him two letters. They told me I had to do it in writing, so I did. Second one re- registered. I still can't get off the plan. Do they have a local office? I don't think so. Um, what I would do personally is I would call Medicare and tell them what you're going through tell them the steps that you've taken to get off of the other plan and maybe they can assist bringing you back onto their plan i've had some i've had some patients do that they've just reached out to medicare and said look i'm on this hmo my doctor's not listed i've been trying to get off of it and they will normally help them and assist them and get them back onto medicare fantastic because it's a very good plan and a good doctor it's just not my doctor right <laughs> and you know that's an that's a good point you know doctors will drop off these plans because of reimbursements or or the complexity of how difficult they make it to take care of a patient so you know they may be on a plan we were on a couple of plans at first didn't really care how it was done or it was really hard for the patient to receive medical care and so i opted out of us being listed as a primary care physician in that plan um, unfortunately, we also sent letters to all the patients stating that we were coming off the plan, 
and for them to switch back over to whichever insurance company they wanted, or they could stay on the plan and find another primary care physician. So I would just reach out to Medicare and see if they'll help you. Thank you. You are very informative, and I just love listening to you on Saturday morning when the machinery in the area doesn't interfere with the reception. Well, thank you. But appreciate it. Even I listen through that, too. <laughs> All right. We appreciate that. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. All right, and take care. And uh, so, you know, it's a lot of stories out there, I'm sure, about insurance. One thing, one question that I had is you were talking about doctors dropping plans. Mm -hmm. Insurance companies drop doctors, right? Uh, Not all the time. I mean, I've never seen that Mm -hmm. personally. I mean, Mm -hmm. we accidentally got dropped off of a plan, but that was, you know, a nightmare to them and to us. And so, I, I mean... But it's possible that a doctor can get dropped from a plan. Well, let me just say I don't have an experience with a bad doctor, so I'm sure bad doctors may get dropped from plans, but most plans love to have good, strong physicians in their plans because they want to sell their product to the public, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're part of... But I of- think in the industry, I mean, I've read about that occurrence where insurance companies trying to make a move with the market, and they're trying to position themselves with a certain group, and so they will... Um, drop a group of doctors and then work with other doctors and exclude these other. I mean, I, I think I've read about these lawsuits have been flowing around past several years behind that, um, you know, because obviously when a physician is uh, working with certain insurance companies and you lose that patient population, you then have to repopulate your practice with um, other patients to replace that, and that can certainly be financially burdensome, and it's not something that you were anticipating because these these reports that I've read in the newspapers concerning these sorts of things is you know, there was there was no indication that that was going to happen. So from one day to the next, you can't see a patient, and that obviously is financially impactful. And uh, are, are you talking about physicians that are in these big organizations like MSOs? I don't ACOs, I don't remember the exact. I don't remember the exact details, but it re- revolved around insurance companies saying, you know what, we're not going to work with these doctors. We're going to go with another group of doctors. I think when it's and like it has that, nothing it's to do these about, huge organizations. And I don't think so. it was Medicare or anything like that. I think it was a private insurance. Um, I don't even remember the name. But, uh, again, I think this has happened in the industry, maybe not locally, but in the industry um, that has happened, and I, I, I don't remember the outcome of the lawsuit, to be honest with you, or the outcome of that situation, but I have heard about that, and uh, physicians here locally, I, I think, don't have to worry about this. This is kind of a unique market uh, in Beaumont, Texas, Golden Triangle, and uh, you know we don't have as many providers, I say, as a Houston or an Austin or a Dallas, and so it's, it's more difficult for insurance companies to kind of move around and do sorts of things like that just because there's not a lot of bodies to, to do it. And so uh, it's things kind of move a lot slower, just like with anything in, in the um, small markets. But I want to thank all of the uh, listeners uh, this week. I want to thank you, Mrs. Levine, for uh, spending the hour with us, trying to educate the fans out there about the insurance uh, industry to you know, a small degree. Just be smart, be aware Look into your policy. Ask a bunch of questions. Don't move too quickly. Uh, make sure that the people that you want to work with are part of the plan, hospitals, etc. before you uh, sign off. But if not, there is a grace period for about two or three months when you get on that you can kind of jump off and get back to where you were. 
Um, the weather is wonderful, and so go out and enjoy your weekend. Be safe, however. Drink some water. Eat those vegetables. Get some exercise, okay? And we'll be back next week on another edition of the Doc Levine Medical Hour. We are signing off, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Take care. You have been listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. If you would like to contact Dr. Levine's office, call 347-3621. That's 347-3621. And thanks for listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI and on KLVI.com. We'll see you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.